Hello, welcome to the Brownstone with Jara Monique, the show where we explore how people experience and engage with different aspects of life from their varied perspectives, all while sharing some laughs, some gags, and some advice. I'm Jara, and on today's episode, titled, These Are My Reflections, (laughs) I'm just doing a little uh, check-in, check-in with myself, check-in with you all, hopefully, Um, and just going to talk self-care, expectations versus boundaries, which will be the bulk of today's episode. So to start the show, I like to begin with a segment I call, What's the Meaning? Where we take a word that's related to today's topic or just one floating around in the zeitgeist and discuss what it means in relation to, well, in this case, since I'm talking to myself, in relation to myself. (laughs) Today's word is self-care. Now, self-care is a buzzword. I believe, and there's plenty of books about it, plenty of podcasts about it, um, plenty of blogs, just everything under the sun, right? We all have heard about self-care, and I think for me, um, it usually, for me, it usually uh, takes the shape of just taking time for yourself, doing something that is solely motivated by your own needs and wants and desires. And of course, that's going to look different for each and every one of us because because what we need is going to be different and also um, our circumstances are different. And so we're all not going to be capable of doing the same things or of wanting to do the same things. Um, for me, self-care has been journaling, um, especially during this time of COVID, during um, stay in place orders, quarantine, what have you. It has also been resting. (laughs) And that seems, I think, maybe a little preposterous because it's like self-care is resting, like what? Um, And it's not like I was running triathlons or doing incredibly strenuous work. I mean, I'm a nanny, so that is a whole nother type of work in and of itself. But, you know, it wasn't that I was doing so much physical labor that I just wasn't resting. But this whole um, pandemic has really made me realize um, I wasn't allowing myself the sort of mental rest, I would say, the sort of spiritual rest that I needed. So I tested positive for COVID back in March of 2020. And I mean, I was fortunate that I did not have to be hospitalized, that I was able to breathe on my own, and that I was able to make, as far as I'm concerned, a full recovery. Um, I have not noticed any long-term side effects for for myself, but I also haven't been back to the doctor since I received my results. So I really don't know. And I don't have health insurance, so I'm not going to find out anytime soon. However, (laughs) um, I was um, fortunate, but I was also one of those people who kind of early on was just really knocked back onto my ass for for two weeks. Like I needed the full two weeks um, to just recuperate, to feel semi-normal again. Um, And I had the full gamut of kind of experiences or not really experiences of symptoms like not being able to taste or smell um the fever body chills body aches um a dry cough stomach issues like it it kind of was insane because i'm not someone that gets sick often um so that really kind of also made me realize one how lucky and fortunate i am but also that 
my body is only capable of so much. And if I'm not taking care of it in the way that it deserves, then things like this are probably going to continue to happen some way, shape or form. Um, also, like I had mentioned, I'm a nanny. And so when I got um, sick, when I first started feeling symptomatic and I got sick and I decided, you know, I need to stay home, I was immediately more so worried about everyone else. And I was more concerned about, did I potentially get the kids sick? Did I potentially get, you know, my bosses sick? What will that mean? Also, I was thinking, I can't be out for two weeks in the middle of a pandemic. You know, they're they're still working from home. They still have jobs to do. And in my head, just going round and around, like, how can I justify still being employed if, if I'm not helping, if I'm not doing anything, if I'm not being of service in some way. And so while I was sick, while I had, you know, the aches, the fevers and all this stuff in my mind, I'm, I'm just more so thinking like, am I going to lose my job because I can't work right now? And I kept trying to almost will it away. I kept trying to will away, you know, the symptoms, will away what I was feeling and just be like, no, 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 you're better. You're better. You're fine. Even though I knew I did not feel okay. And I couldn't necessarily name it until you know I went and I finally got tested for it so that really put me in perspective to just be like sit the fuck down and just let your body get the rest that it so clearly needs and you need to let your mind chill too because if you're more concerned about how you're going to be able to help other people than the fact that like you could potentially lose your life due to this sickness then that's a problem. And so when I did get better, I kind of took that initiative and I took that as the momentum to be like, you know, you're fortunate enough that you are well. And so what are we going to do to change the ways in which you have been valuing yourself or devaluing yourself? And since I was home by that point and my bosses um, had kind of agreed that we should start uh, working remotely so that we can keep everyone safe and healthy and stuff. Um, I had a lot of time, a lot of time that I'd never had before to solely focus on myself. And so that became the question of me looking at how I'd, how, excuse me, me looking at how I had been treating myself, which was fairly unkindly. Like I was eating poorly. I wasn't sleeping well. I was working a lot. I was um, just really not in great mental space when this all happened. And it was kind of like the wake up call to be like, girl, do you love yourself? Because <laughs> you haven't been acting like it. And so I kind of took the that momentum and just wrote down like, what are the, the areas and the spaces in my life that I am unhappy with? And what are some steps, like actual tangible steps that I can take to work towards these things? And part of that was looking at my relationship with food. Part of that was like looking at my relationship with my body, looking at my relationship with, you know, the people around me and in the ways in which I thought I had to be um, kind of always the person that someone could call on or that could do things for other people in order to somehow validate myself and the, and the fact that like I was someone that people could love, right? Because I was so helpful or supportive or easygoing or whatever, you know, sort of narrative we, we tell ourselves. And so I started just making those little changes where 
I started doing, you know, workouts like yoga, just something small, just solely for myself in our, in my living room at the speed in which I could do it at the length of which I could do it. And then it became a thing that I didn't hate because before I hated working out, absolutely detested it. And I detested gyms and I still kind of do, but I think beforehand I wasn't necessarily doing it for myself but because i thought it was what i had to do in order to be either more attractive to other people or just whatever you know societal thing we kind of internalize and take on take in on ourselves so now realizing that hey my health was just in jeopardy and i haven't been treating my body the way in which it deserves maybe i should look at healthy sustainable ways of like incorporating things that i actually want to do into my life which is you know, I love yoga, I love dancing. And so I started doing those kinds of workouts. And I was also doing something that became fun for me. And then I was also looking at what I was eating and how um, I was going to, I always have gone to sweets and things of that nature to sort of self-soothe, self-cope. And also because honestly, they're fucking delicious. Like if you don't like cake, I'm, I don't know what's wrong with you, but there's something wrong with you. But like, how can you not like cake? <laughs> How can you not like cookies? Like who doesn't like Oreos? Like, come on. (laughs) But I realized like I wasn't always addressing what I was feeling when I was feeling it. And instead I was just eating, eating it. (laughs) So I was kind of more conscientious of that. And then I also had the time to be home and to cook for myself. And I also um, didn't know what would happen long-term with my job. So it was also like, you don't need to be spending money eating out. And then of course, you know, pandemic, we restaurants were closed, things were closed. So no one was essentially eating out. And so that was kind of a way for me to look at the food that I was eating and kind of reassess my relationship with it. And also just realize that I could still have those things in moderation and also sort of be mindful about the ways in which I was using food. Um, so yeah, so those were like two of the things. And then of course, like journaling, just because my emotions were all over the place. Um, trying to be mindful of the ways I was judging myself. Um, you know, comparison with social media and everyone essentially learning languages and being super creative. And I was just on my couch, you know, one, cause I was sick, but I also felt bad about that. Like I felt bad about being listless. Cause I was like, why am I just here sitting on the couch laying down? And it's like, girl, cause you have a fever. Like, come on. Like, what do you expect yourself to be doing? Like, it was so ridiculous. I know I'm getting a little off track, but I literally was just like, well, I've, I've got to clean because I, I've, I mean, you know, felt guilty and was like, I don't want to get anyone else in my house sick. And, you know, we didn't have the space where I could uh, self-isolate. So I was worried about that. And then I was like, well, I need to be of help because I'm home all day. So I should be cooking and I, and I should be doing the laundry and I should be doing these things again to be of use to people to sort of justify my own freaking existence, which is ridiculous. So I had a lot to learn y'all. And this pandemic has been one of the ways in which that lesson has been really um, forced upon me and not necessarily in a bad way because I am feeling like my best self right now, which I don't know if that's ironic or not. And I feel bad for saying that because I know so many people are suffering and you know this has been incredibly difficult in so many ways for everyone. But in this way, in being able to reflect upon the ways in which I was treating myself so poorly, this has been uh, a good thing for me in that regards. 
So yeah, so that has been like my journey with self-care and realizing that I wasn't actually doing it um, properly before or at all really. And it also made me realize too, because I started um, looking at the ways in which I was treating my hair. And I mean, that sounds a little silly, but it's true. Like I've been natural for maybe five years now and still hadn't figured out the right component of products or whatever that I should be using in order to make my hair healthy. So I finally was taking the time to be like, why don't you give your hair the love and care that it needs? Why do you not care? You know, like I was thinking about like my skin because I'd always suffered from acne. And I was like, why aren't you taking the time to to invest in yourself? And I don't just mean that superficially, but I was kind of the person who just got up and was like, whatever, you know, just put on what I want, like what was clean, what was comfortable, hardly ever looked in the mirror, like just kept, you know, going about my day. And it got to the point, like when I was home that I was just like, why don't you look at yourself? Like, why aren't you invested in just being your best self for yourself? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing narcissistic about that. And so I was able to reevaluate, like I said, the ways in which I was devaluing myself and have been much better for it. So that has been my journey with self-care. I hope that everyone listening has found a way to incorporate self-care into your daily lives, um, whether that's you know, going in the bathroom for five minutes away from the kids, away from your partners or your cats, your dogs, whatever, and just um, sitting quietly in there or just reading something for the pleasure of reading it, watching something for the pleasure of watching it. Um, I know a lot of people, it might be, you know, the time when you get your hair done or get your nails done and that has kind of been stripped away but even just taking the time to you know soak your feet or or do whatever it is that um makes you feel good but that is solely motivated by your own wants and needs even if it's just once a week or whenever you can just take a second and just try to do that for yourself because it is so important so important i think especially for those of us who have sort of built identity around being of service to others and helping others it's really really vital to step back and evaluate the ways in which you need to give that same care to yourself so we're gonna end that right there and after this break we'll be right back with our main topic discussion Hey y'all, welcome back from our short little break. (laughs) We are now heading to our main topic discussion known as the stoop. So it's time to get real, time to put our bonnets on and take our bras off, as I would say, and settle in for a deep little discussion. Today I want to talk about boundaries and expectations as this has been on my heart and I've been in my feelings and I've just struggled with both. So I am going to start by reading an excerpt from my own journal (laughs) because this is my show and that's my business and I could do that. So this is a short excerpt from something that I wrote on February 19th, 2019. So you can see that this isn't just a new thing or a one-time thing, but something that kind of keeps coming up over and over again for me. And I'm just trying to uh, process this and see if hopefully by sharing this, this resonates with someone else and then could possibly hope 
help someone else as well. I mean, I don't know, but that's the point of, you know, sharing and trying to build this community. So I'm going to read the excerpt and also just forgive me for whatever my voice sounds like. It's like your internal voice sounds so different from your external one. So I write and then I read back sometimes what I wrote and I'm just like, oh God, like I literally think that I'm on some version of I don't know, Dawson's Creek or something. Okay. I think I'm conflating boundaries with expectations. I've been trying to figure out in my head how to rid myself of expectations, especially pertaining to people because they ultimately lead to disappointment. But the other side of me is like, well, it's okay to have expectations of how you want people to treat you. But now I think it's not so much how you expect to be treated, but rather the boundaries you set for how you will allow people to treat you. So I think where I'm struggling is I don't have clear boundaries. Now, I'm not saying people are treating me horribly. They're not. But I do feel like there's a lack of, there is a lack of consideration sometimes where I'm concerned, which is largely my fault because I always say everything is fine or okay, even when it's not. So how do I establish these boundaries? How do I learn to feel entitled to them? end excerpt and then i went on to talk about some other stuff which i about a, a specific person which i won't bring up right now um so yeah so conflating boundaries with expectations and i think that happens often i think it most certainly happens often uh for myself and so i'm just gonna say what i think a boundary is and what i think an expectation is um so a boundary I believe is a sort of guideline on what you will and won't allow and like where the sort of line is in which you will uh, allow people to cross or not, essentially in regards to yourself and in regards to your life, right? So we all have certain boundaries that we enforce in different ways with different people. And it can be in terms of what we're willing to discuss or not discuss, how we're willing to be treated, what we will tolerate, essentially, right, is our, our boundaries, I believe. And then our expectations are more so what we hope for based on, I think, a certain set of actions that have preceded it. And then there are also different types of expectations, right? So expectations um, can be societal, right? Like how we're all expected to behave in public spaces, like, you know, wear a mask, um, <laughs> how we are expected to behave inside the home, right? These are usually established by our guardians, our parents, um, cultural ties or whatever. There's also, yeah, like life expectations, career expectations. So things that we hope um, to happen. And sometimes these expectations have been given to us or imposed upon us and they're not even of our own making. And sometimes it's hard to realize um, when that has happened. And then there are also expectations that we place on ourselves for what we hope will happen in our own lives. And I would say expectations usually aren't just like willy-nilly hopes. Like they're usually predicated by things that have come before 
right so what used to be the quote-unquote american dream of like you get an education and then that education leads to a career and then that career leads to certain um, monetary things like you you make a lot of money sufficient money whatever that you're able to then purchase a home and then you're able to start a family and then so forth and so on at least that was kind of the expectation that i think most of us had been sold and that a lot of us are now rejecting right so those are expectations and they can be good and i think they can also be harmful so for me what i was trying to figure out i think in that journal was the difference between what I was expecting from people in terms of their interactions with me and what was actually happening and how I was feeling disappointed. I was feeling um, kind of like there wasn't an equal amount of concern and care for my feelings in regards to these interactions. And that kind of made me realize, well, are people treating you this way? Not because they're not meeting your expectations, which sometimes people just don't have the same ones. So that's why expectations are are tricky because what I expect from you may not be what you expect from you or certainly what you expect from me. So how can I then get upset with you for not meeting my personal expectations when you may have met your own and you may think everything's perfectly fine. So I think that's where the boundaries come in And you have to kind of say, this is what I will or will not allow in regards to, you know, your treatment of me or in regards to this relationship. So um, to be a bit more, I guess, candid, this was in regards to a friendship of mine, a friendship that I still have. And it was in regards to the way in which we communicated with one another. Now, me and this person didn't live in the same state. We didn't didn't even live in the same country. And so um, everything was done online. And that was the only bit of access that I had to them and that they had to me, so to speak, even though I was willing to make myself more available, which is, which is again, you know, that's on me. So me and this uh, friend of mine, we would uh, communicate back and forth, like normal conversations that you have with friends. Someone asks you a question or asks a favor and you respond in kind, and then the conversation goes on. And then I was noticing a pattern in which, okay, that, that would happen. And then I would then ask a question or respond and there would be no response back or the response would come days or weeks or sometimes even months later and sometimes not even in response to what I had initially asked but something completely different and so I was left with just this sour dejected feeling of like why is it that when you ask me something or you are in need of something I respond you know right away or fairly right away but I respond essentially because that's what people do right like that's the expectation (laughs) someone asks you a question you fucking respond (laughs) especially if it's a friend so I was just like why am I not getting the same treatment. Like, why am I at that point not getting the same respect is what I was feeling. So I was like really in my feelings about it so much so that I had to write, I had to write about it because it was really annoying me. But I also um, struggle with being the type of person to address these sort of things, which uh, you may or may not have noticed based on everything we've uh, talked about so far. So I didn't feel um, emboldened enough or yeah, to really, um, 
come back to this person and say, hey, I wrote to you, you know, several weeks ago and you didn't respond, but you've written to me and I know that you're expecting a response and I'm giving you one, but why can't you do the same to me? So that could have very easily just set in place that boundary of like, I expect, there we go, the certain treatment in kind. And if you are unwilling to do that or just incapable of doing that, then we have, you know, a problem. Now the other side of me, and that's a side that kind of likes to give varied perspectives to things and kind of talk myself down, was just like, well, you don't know necessarily what this person's in the middle of doing. They could be very busy. They could have they could have thought that they responded and then, you know, later realize that they hadn't they could be out traveling they could do all manner of things and essentially you know people are doing their best and you know that they're intentionally not trying to hurt you or disrespect you but they ended up doing so anyway (laughs) and my problem was like because I didn't say anything it happened more than once until you know circumstances change for that person and um, we were able to be in contact more more regularly but that is kind of something that i'm struggling with is the need to you know state these boundaries sometimes when they've been crossed because people may not know that they've crossed your boundaries they may not know that they've triggered you right because people aren't in our heads they aren't in our minds and as much as someone may know you they can't possibly know everything about you and so it's then up to us to say hey you know i noticed things this thing happening and you know it doesn't sit right with me it makes me feel x y and z and so what is something that we can maybe do going forward or i just want to bring it to your attention because i don't think you're doing it intentionally or however, you know, you have that conversation, which I myself am trying to figure out how to have that conversation. Um, and then I guess once we've established these boundaries, then we can put in place the sort of expectations we have and which in the ways in which people um, treat us and whether or not they honor those boundaries. There are too, just aside from your boundaries, there are just certain societal expectations, certain cultural expectations that feel like they're well known like it just feels sometimes like common sense and i think that's where i end up getting super frustrated very easily is like you know if you're gonna be late text me you know like if you're whatever is happening just let me know ahead of time as soon as you can so that i'm not left looking stupid and that's the kind of thing that would come up often not in the friendship that i mentioned before but just in like my work relationships things of that nature where I just kept feeling like, why are my feelings, why are my needs not being taken into consideration when I go above and beyond or I I feel anxious when I feel like I'm inconveniencing someone, but it doesn't feel like anyone um, in certain realms cares how inconvenienced I am. (laughs) And so again, that's kind of on me because I didn't establish that I had these these boundaries that would lead to certain expectations and the ways in which I wanted to be treated, you know, and how I wanted my time and my, you know, whatever to be valued. So that is kind of still the lesson that I'm learning and trying to figure out how to implement these boundaries. And I have been in therapy like online therapy i utilized talkspace for a while and that was something that came up was like you 
are not great at boundaries like you're not great at emotional boundaries and stuff and you need to kind of establish establish those within yourself so that you can then establish them you know with the other people in your life because people are stepping over certain things and and they don't know and you're the one that's left frustrated or angry or sad or tired or whatever so yeah that is ah, something something to keep working on something to keep reflecting on rather and then I also kind of want to talk about expectations in regards to personal expectations, in regards to life expectations and goals, because I've also struggled in um, feeling like I'm not where I want to be at my age. Um, I'm not where I thought or where I expected I would be by this point in my life. And I feel like that is common are common enough um, where we see what other people, what other people within our peer group are doing and have accomplished. And you sort of feel like sometimes a lack within yourself and not because you necessarily wanted the same things, but because you thought you would be in a different uh, space. And so I have had to um, do a lot of soul searching and also sometimes just literally remove myself from social media because that's where the bulk of the comparison was happening and one realized i don't actually know what's going on in these people's lives like everything on ig looks beautiful and perfect and fun and stuff but you don't know what's happening behind behind closed doors and you know as they say the grass isn't always greener um and also i had to take a look at how i was holding up sort of celebrity in a way idolizing celebrity or certain celebrities and their traje trajectories Ooh, I can't even say that trajectories <laughs> and sort of comparing myself and looking at a lack of like why is this person the same age as me and they have so much success in so many different businesses and and they're flourishing and, and they're living their best life and, and kind of looking at myself like what's wrong with me why haven't I been able to do even a fraction of what they've done and we're literally you know the same age but it's one, it's like everyone's circumstances are different. Everyone's story, everyone's journey is different. And like what's meant for me is for me. And the path in which I will get there will look different from everybody's. Like that's just that. And so having to come to terms with that. And so it's not that I think life expectations are dangerous. I just think they have to be um, allowed some grace and they have to be allowed some flexibility because life rarely goes as planned, if ever. <laughs> I have discovered. And even sometimes when we get the thing that we want or the thing that we thought we wanted, it doesn't go as planned. And it doesn't make us feel the way we thought we were gonna feel when we had it. I've certainly had that experience. So expectations are, I feel sometimes necessary, right? In terms of behaviors, um, especially behaviors at, at large, right? Like when we expect people to be polite, we expect people to wear masks, once again, out in public now, uh, social distance now. But um, expectations can also be limiting in certain ways as well. So I've come to realize that like, I don't necessarily want my life to look like other people's lives. So why am I stressing myself out or getting so hung up on what someone else has when I, in actuality, don't even want that. Like, I want something that's solely for me. So, what the heck? <laughs>
but also in that regards too, just not belittling other people's life expectations. Like I, I used to do that too. I'm guilty of that. Like of looking down on people who only wanted a certain thing and just being like, oh, that's it. Like that's all you want to do. But that's harmful as well. And it's also like let people live their lives or their best lives in whatever way, shape or form that they can. Like everyone's entitled to that. So just give yourselves grace. Give those around you grace and maybe just look at the life expectations you have. Look at the boundaries that you've set for yourself and for others and maybe the ways in which you've shared them, not shared them or enforced them or not. And yeah, hopefully, I mean, we'll all be much better for it. I know I'm still kind of working on it. Yeah, so we're gonna wrap up today's show. Uh, normally, I like to have a third segment called the roundup, where I just summarize um, what we've talked about in the episode, and also um, that will be the space for listener letters and feedback, which I hope you all send. Whether it's questions, advice you have, or just something that struck you from the episode, you can write that or send that into the show at the brownstone podcast at gmail.com. Uh, for today, like I said, I'm just going to forego that because it was a shorter discussion. Um, these reflections will pop up uh, throughout the season of the podcast where if there's just something on my heart or my mind that I want to speak on and share, then I will do that. And it might just be a shorter, more condensed episode. So if you're into these, uh, let me know. Yeah. And write to the email. I also just want to say thank you all so much for listening um, to the Brownstone with Jara Monique. Uh, before we go, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, you can also follow the show on all social media platforms. The ads will be in the description box below. And please stay tuned for the next episode, guys. Stay blessed. Bye.